This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.mpr.nz forward slash donate. Hello there, how you doing? It's uh, Kevin Riley here and welcome to Irish Time here on the Manawatu People's Radio in uh, Palmerston North in the county Manawatu. Uh, I've got some stuff I'll, I'll get through here. Lots of it goes back to like you know, St. Patrick's Day uh, last week. So I hope you had a, a reasonable day yourselves because where I come from it used to be a, what we call a holy day of obligation. But St. Patrick's Day was, uh, it was fun, really fun. It got united people, just like St. Patrick does around the world. But anyway, I've got this bit of stuff. This is, uh, where is it? Uh, Ukraine, believe it or not, who came to the party at St. Patrick's Day. Among a sea of Irish flags, shamrocks and fancy dress at the St. Patrick's Day Parade in London, uh, today was a sole U- U- Ukrainian flag holder reminding the crowds that the that land the streets of the event going of the events going on in Eastern Europe. The sport that uh, the Ukrainian community have received from Irish people in London is something over, they were overwhelmed by. What Ireland is currently doing for women and children who have fled their homes is amazing. They have uh, opened not only their borders, but their hearts and their homes. Many of these families have left home <coughs> and they will never be able to go back because they have lost everything. And that's true. Everything just devastation. I'm a mother, a daughter and a sister. I cannot even imagine how to begin to explain to a child that they're not going to be where they're going to sleep tonight in a warm, why they can't sleep in a warm bed. If Ireland can provide that to a child, I just think it's incredible. That's, you know, bed and accommodation in general. Natalia is from Western Ukraine and still has a home in the western part of the Ukraine with another brother volunteering on the Ukrainian-Polish border. It's relatively safe, but after last night with the news of explosions, Nileev is getting closer. So so far, they are not planning to leave just yet. They want to stay where they are. It's their home. After walking through the parade and speaking to the the Prime Minister, uh, Tishok and his wife, Mary, Natalia said she was touched by his genuine interest in their family in Ukraine. The thing is, at this event, people know a lot about Ukraine from the media. But what is touching is that the people are talking to me about where I come from and what the situation is with my family. They're concerned about my, me and my family. Uh, another guy said he was uh, keen to, uh, you know, fi- to find out about my family and if they are able to come over and whatever they want to, whenever they want to leave. Just it was interesting talking about, you know, how the family was doing and, uh, you know, why did it, not so much why did they leave, but how did they leave, et cetera, et cetera. And that they were more than welcome to stay in Ireland and you can stay in my home. I've got a spare room. His uh, wife was also, and she was, she was amazing. We were talking the whole way through the parade as if uh, we knew each other for a really long time. Yeah, the crack was fierce. Sometimes you feel a little bit uncomfortable surrounded by strangers at such big events, but they were so welcoming and supportive. This is uh, the Ukrainian woman talking about you know, the crowd of Irish people uh, who were you know, walking beside her. 
Speaking at Trafalgar Square, in front of thousands of people at the St. Patrick's Day Festival, organised by the Mayor of London's office, Martin uh, paid tribute to Natalia to, to loud applause. Given the terrible dark cloud that hangs over the world and Europe in particular, in the form of a barbaric and immoral war in the people of Ukraine, it's important that we come together at this festival and show our solidarity with the people of Ukraine and around the world. True, because it is dark times for all of us. Uh, we're pleased to join, uh, joining us today as Natalia. We are with you, Natalia, and your family back in Ukraine in solidarity. It's an honour to have you here today. He also paid tribute to the Grand Marshals, one of which was Jane Calloway, lead nurse infection prevention and control uh, at Chelsea and Westminster Hospital, who is from Kilkenny and who has been living in London since 1998. She worked through the pandemic, which she described as very tough, but I feel like we're coming out the other side. I've got a great infection uh, control team that I'm very proud to work with. When I found out I was going to be a marshal about a month ago, I kind of didn't believe it. I've been into parades, but never been as a marshal. It's a real honour and a privilege. On a normal day for us, we would be getting four or 5,000 calls at the peak of covid uh, it was reaching 8,000 some days. It's, this is London, all right? With the support from everyone across the National Health Service, the service itself and colleagues, we've managed to get through it. We're starting to see the end of it now. And while it's still there, we can start to enjoy days like this again, which is good. People, it is, it's eased up a lot, but COVID will never be uh, completely gone. It's going to, it's with us for the rest of our, our sort of generation, really, you know? At the festival itself, entertainment was provided by Alton, Damien Dempsey, Anthony and Girl Band, and the Exona, among others. Uh, full coverage of the day is available on the Irish uh, Post uh, program. So I never, uh, some to mention some of these people, I've never heard of them, to be perfectly honest with you. Right, and all that was St. Patrick's Day. And this is, about, this is also about St. Patrick's spirit. If ever there was a moment in time that we needed the spirit of St. Patrick, uh, to be abroad in the world it is now. The events of recent weeks in Ukraine are reminded that despite our best efforts to embrace what is holy and good about our human lives, there are always some among us who embrace what is unholy and wrong. Mr. Putin in particular, you know, who is a war criminal, really, let's face it. So the bomb 65 hospitals, apparently, last time I looked at the news. We celebrate St. Patrick's Day in religious and non-religious ways. We celebrate our Irishness and the fact that Ireland is a peaceful nation that wishes to live in peace with other peaceful and right-minded nations. One of the most obvious expressions of uh, that is the annual greeting of uh, iconic world structures, buildings and sites, a program steered by Tourism Ireland in cooperation with host uh, governments and local authorities. That's you know, the, the River Turning Green in Chicago and a number of other places around the world that are actually, you know, turn green for the day. It's just, it is quite amazing. Quite rightly, Tourism Ireland has uh, suspended plans for global greening this year due to the invasion of uh, Ukraine and the heartbreaking scenes that are emerging from that country due to Russian invasions. But the idea of an iconic building expresses by way of light and a certain colour shade the very best of humanity that is not uh, something that should be entirely shelved. Nations have hosted St. Patrick's Day greetings if they choose um, uh, certain structures in the colours of the Ukraine flag. You know, they've done that. Hopefully they might do that in uh, Palmerston North when, you know, someone's got a Ukrainian flag that they're hanging above, uh, you know, Square Edge or in the square 
when uh, their pra- their president rather is asking people to, you know, protest on a day to sort of support the people of Ukraine. So that's just an idea. I think that if there's a Ukrainian, someone got a Ukrainian flag, that should be sort of hanging there in square edge just to remind people of the atrocities that the, the you know, Russian army are perpetrating upon innocent people, women and children. Back at the beginning uh, of the month, the United Nations General Assembly voted to condemn Russia's invasion, a uh, majority of the General Assembly. Uh, that is, 141 nations out of 183 members voted for, uh, for the obvious moral choice. There's a lot of embassies in Moscow. In recent days, much attention has been focused on major corporations suspending or entirely ending operations in Russia. You know, the, the cost of living in Russia has gone up by 14% for everyone in the last uh, month with uh, the embargoes that most of the European and uh, United Nations, most countries have uh, imposed on Russia to try and get them to sort of come to their senses and get rid of Putin when he is... Uh, the problem more than anything else. The Russian people are probably kept in ignorance because there's no, you know, all the media has been uh, shafted and uh, there is no, uh, it's all good news, there's no bad news, etc., etc. It's all a complete uh, one-party state, etc., etc. And, uh, you know, it's either my way or the highway. You know, if you protest at all, you're sent to your gulag, you're rounded up and sent to your gulag somewhere indefinitely. It is, it's just, it's, it's not that far from you think of the Second World War, if you've, you've read anything about it. Uh, you know, when the Nazis started to take over places, they just shut everything down and put people away. Anyway, President Michael Higgins uh, has led the tributes to singer-songwriter Pat St. Peter St. John, who has died at the age of 90. The Dubliner pens some of the Ireland's best-known ballads, including The Fields of Athenry, The Rare Old Times, and The Ferryman. St. John's family... Uh, revealed he passed away peacefully on a Saturday there at Beaumont Hospital in Dublin. In his tribute, the president raised the impact and influence of his close friend. Pete had the, the rare gift to be being able to write songs that, while new and original creations, immediately assumed a timeless quality and a central place in all of our lives. It's hard to imagine a world without songs like, like the fields of Vatican Rye. We will all miss uh, this lovely engaged caring man, none more than who had the privilege of knowing him, such as myself, as an indelible force of inspiration and song. So John began writing songs after returning to Dublin in the 1970s. Having worked on a variety of jobs, he was inspired by the social and economic changes that had occurred in the city while he'd been away. So John's song, The Rare Old Times, had been recorded by, the, by acts ranging from the Dubliners to Colour Line and was number one hit in Ireland in 1978 for Danny Doyle. However, his most famous song is The Fields of Hath and Rye. That's like, you must have heard that. It's when, you know, the Irish sing that when they're playing rugby, the Irish rugby team. It tells the story of a young man sentenced to penal transportation to Australia for stealing corn to feed his starving family during the, the hunger. A 1982 version by Paddy Riley spent 72 weeks on the Irish single charts. It had been adopted as an anthem by fans of several sports teams, including the Irish national football and rugby union sides and Scottish club Glasgow Celtic. <clears throat> All three sides offered their condolences to St John on social media with the Irish football uh, union saying the song sounded just that extra bit special during Saturday's win over England at Twickenham, which is rugby I presume you're talking about. 
Fellow Irish actor Wolf Tones describes St John as <coughs> an Irish songwriting great, adding peace legacy will ensure for centuries to come. The Irish Music Rights Organisation, of which St John was a founding member, described him as one of our finest songwriters and a passionate advocate for creators' rights. Uh, the chairman and fellow songwriter Eleanor McAvoy added, we are so sad to learn yesterday during the sound check that Pete St. John had passed away. An absolute gentleman and a wonderful man. So there you go. I mean, I, I'd never heard of him, to be perfectly honest with you, but I do all the songs, all those uh, things that he wrote. I do remember them, and I play them at home now and again. By a lonely prison wall I heard a young girl calling Michael they are taking you away for you stole Trevelyan's corn so the young might see the morn now it's lonely round the fields of Athens Our love was on the wing 
We had dreams and songs to sing. Now it's lonely round the fields of Athenheim. And on another uh, sad occasion, really, Ireland's great showman, Tom Duffy, uh, from the renowned uh, circus family, his dad. This is Duffy's Circus. If you're Irish at all, you would have heard of Duffy's Circus. Ireland's greatest showman, Tom Duffy, has died, leaving the circus community in mourning. Duffy, who was 92, passed away after surviving cancer twice and overcoming COVID. And a tribute from uh, uh, Tom Duffy's Circus Online, the grandfather born in his parents' caravan in Limavada in Northern Ireland, in 1929 was described as a capable and confident horseman and a general all-round acrobat. He was a showman at heart and never wanted to shy away from the spotlight or a microphone. Uh, he was described as a great showman who died peacefully this weekend. In April of 1979, on his 50th birthday, Duffy, his son uh, David and wife Gailtree, uh, created the, the Tom Duffy Circus that households across Ireland are today familiar with it. Duffy Circus was everywhere. I mean, it was just part of the Irish culture at the time. Uh, the post read, it has uh, seen many changes and grown from strength to strength, becoming one of the largest and most respected circuses in Europe. Tom remained on tour for many years through the toughest of times, witnessing world, the World War II, the troubles, fighting cancer, losing his wife, and embracing the changes and modernization of a lifestyle, and now that can be traced back through his family through the last few centuries. Wow, centuries. Tom Duffy tried and mastered many of the skill sets for an amazing all-round circus storm. He was articulate in the ring as a ringmaster. In recent times, ailing health uh, required Tom to step back a little, enjoy some comfort in his care home in Dublin, though he would still come and visit uh, the circus uh, and was off whenever he he had the opportunity. Tom was always a fighter, surviving two bouts of cancer and even catching and recovering from COVID. His strong character and charisma were always part of his larger-than-life persona. A warm welcome would be given to those inside the big top when he was there. The tribute added that in recent years, the performer had watched some of the pride as his grandsons, Tom and Jimmy, uh, stepped up into the spot, following in his footsteps and becoming stars in their own right. Duffy is uh, survived by his son David, daughter-in-law Stephanie, and two grandsons, Tom and Jimmy, who we just mentioned, and his brother Freddie. Uh, the late head of the renowned circus family beat, beat cancer twice. I'm repeating this here. I'm just going what I've been got in front of me. And buddy, you know, after I win, he won his battle, but then at the end he died. But still, he had a bloody good innings. And this is something you may or may not find interesting because I mentioned this here two or three weeks ago. But a lock of Michael Collins' hair, a hair, a lock of hair belonging to Michael Collins has sold at auction for eighteen thousand pounds. Eighteen thousand pounds. That's twenty-one and a half thousand euro. A revolver the Republican leader reputedly had in his hand when helping uh, spring fellow revolutionary and future T-shirt Eamon de Valera from Lincoln Jail in 1910 has gone onto the harbour selling for uh, £9,000, uh, nearly yeah, 10,500 euros. The items from uh, the War of Independence, Civil War era were sold in a military-themed auction in Belfast. Documents from Collins' close friend Emmett Dalton including an evocative account of his assassination in County Cork 100 years ago, was bought for £10,000. 
Uh, Bloomfield's managing director and auctioneer Carl Bennett said he is delighted with the, the interest of the lots attracted. Explaining the, 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 you know, the Provence of the Lock of Her, he said it had been kept for years by Killy Cairn, Colin's former fiance. Mr. Benson said, how they got it? Eh? Mr. said it was then passed on through the family and uh, the family of Felix Corrin, a man who uh, married Miss Keir. Oh, she married him. Or he married her. Colin's lock of hair is definitely up there with some of the most obscure items we have ever had through the door. And I was delighted to make £18,000. The Dalton's documents that we received gave a fascinating insight into his relationship with Collins and uh, indeed the extent of the situation in Ireland at that time. In total, these documents sold for around £10,000. But among them was a detailed account of Colin's death in 1922. It was sold for over £1,000. That's cheap. Mr. Bennett, I believe Dalton may have been uh, collaborating, or rather collecting these documents to, to make either his own movie or write his own book about Collins. It's well known, uh, and that was one of his biggest regrets in life, not making a movie about the life of Michael Collins. There was a movie made by Collins, but I think it was Liam Neeson who uh, you know, played Collins. And it wasn't, uh, yeah, it was an American movie, I believe. Anyway, what we've got here is cost of living. The average cost of living in uh, Northern Ireland, home heating oils in the last uh, seven, uh, seven days, has uh, seen a bit of a drop. Average prices of home heating oils across Northern Ireland have fallen in the last week, according to the latest data released from the Consumer Council. The organisation online home heating oil price checker tool shows the average price of 500 litres of home heating oil across the province is £515. Home heating oil is really big, in particularly in Northern Ireland, because my sister, my brother, everyone uh, just uses that for central heating, basically. And it has kind of just got completely beyond the pale, the increase in the, the cost. I mean, it really is big. It's not 2 or $3 uh, here. It's hundreds and hundreds of dollars has gone up by. The figures show that the average price of 300 litres home heating oil this week is £317, a reduction of 92 from the week before. Meanwhile, the average uh, price of 900 litres of home heating oil uh, stands at £899. That's £900, and it's just scandalous. And, uh, but it has a, it's a reduction of 282 from the previous week. So just, you know, the, the amount of money that people are paying for home heating is just phenomenal. And uh, people are really a lot more, you know, careful about how long they keep it on the heating on for in the house. It's not too bad now. It's coming into springtime, but during winter, that was really, you know, it was it gets cold over there, to say the least. While the figure show prices have fallen slightly with the cost of crude oil globally falling on its lowest level for two weeks, the cost of home heating oil has remained high and will continue to remain high for the, the near future, according to some analysts. Anyway, that's about me now for this week. Uh, it's a bit shorter than nor- uh, normal. But I hope you all have a wonderful week. And, uh, yeah, just, you know, be kind to one another and enjoy life. Because, you know, the weather here, talking about the weather over there, the weather here is definitely on the turn, as they say. And autumn is on the way. Because it's, uh, you know, still pretty warm. But the sort of cloudy and uh, rain is becoming a lot more persistent. I don't think the rain is going to do a great deal of harm here in Manor too, but it's certainly caused devastation up in uh, you know Gisborne and took uh, took Amara Bay, and now it's in the Hawks Bay, and you know that was just far too much, far far too much rain. <clears throat> but even though we, the the country, well, the North Island could do with a a bit of rain, just sort of because the ground is kind of 
kind of drought-like conditions in some places. But uh, up there, it was just, you know, completely beyond the pale. And, you know, people's homes were absolutely devastated, flooded. And that sort of looks, when you see stuff like that on the television, you think oh, that's terrible. But if you're actually there, if you're home, you would be completely distraught. Anyway, on that sad note, I will love you and leave you, and I'll see you next week, I hope. Okay, so until then, be kind and take care, and keep listening to the Man of Two People's Radio, because it's, a, it's one of the most interesting stations in, uh, in the city. Okay, see you later. If you're a fan of NPR, listening to our podcasts and live stream has never been easier. Just search for accessmedia.nz on the App Store or Google Play and download the app with the Kiwi Fruit logo. Once you've got it, pick Manawatu People's Radio from the list of stations and go find your new favourite show.